Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, and we have Sean here from Les CMF, and of course, we're going to post up on our website link a direct link to Les CMF, so you can search all through the site, and we'll get credit for any orders that are placed there, but we'd like to put up some packages, too. We're going to put up some simple packages for some of the more common things, and we also put a link up to all the different clothing options, uh, and there's a lot of options. In fact, I'm pulling up the Les CMF page that you sent me, but if we can put a hyper uh, link on that. And you've got head and neck shielding, body shielding, hands and feet shielding, and more items. Uh, it's too complicated to make like 50 packages. It's better to just do a hyperextension link. That way, if someone goes to our page, I will have that subpage with a cookies link so they'll know the order came from us. And then we'll do a general one, just the less EMF. Plus, we have, of course, the packages where we sell them directly. They buy them at our level. We'll send the order on for you guys to fulfill. There'll be a few like those, like the home surveillance package. I'd like to get the package for the Stetsurizer. I think that's a good one where we should have a package there. Uh, okay. But people need to be prepared because here's what's happening. I'm presenting a lecture in two months in Vegas on the quantum physics of biology. It's called The Song of DNA. I want to make it a catchy title so they realize that DNA is singing a song called Life. Now that song is based on harmonic resonant frequencies. And I worked out the mathematics of how DNA codes actually to make the structure and function not only of humans but all living things. And I worked out the mathematics in terms of nonlinear linear fuzzy logic, quantum uh, parallel processing uh, mathematics, which, by the way, is the same mathematics that allows artificial intelligence. I know I watched a video yesterday where all these pinheads are pushing like crazy without any restraint the idea of creating artificial intelligence. Now... The fact is, you do not want to make a being that's artificially intelligent without the restraint of a human soul. Because that means the demise of, of humankind if you create a creature that thinks that we're sort of an aggravation and it basically has digital omniscience at the same time. But already we've actually toxically poisoned the environment. We have genetically modified foods, fluoridated compounds that are actually locking onto the estrogen or receptor feminizing males. We're decreasing sperm count, we're decreasing intelligence. In fact, the Barefoot doctors of China a decade ago discovered 
they couldn't find anybody in China when they did actual testing, any young Chinese boys or girls, that had IQs over 170 if they had fluoridated water. Did you know that? None. The only place where they found IQs over 170 are places that were non-fluorinated either chemically because they're fluoridating the water to, quote, make it clean, or were not naturally fluoridated because natural fluoridation is not as toxic, but it's not good for you. It calcifies the pineal gland, the connecting between your soul and your, and your brain. It also calcifies various nuclei of your brain and the hippocampus of the brain that's the current file system for your memory <clears throat> and the way that you recall things is based on what's called harmonic resonance and parsing subconcepts. Now, I'm not going to get into the fancy mathematics, but if you have a mercury ballast light in your ceiling and you are then in a periodic table of elements, if you get your table and pop it up on the screen, which anybody can do, anything in that vertical line on the table is going to be interfered with. So if you have depleted uranium, it's going to interfere with molybdenum, it's going to interfere with uh, chromium, and it's going to interfere with any enzymes that are tied to that. So you're going to precipitate diabetes and people exposed to DU in the battlefield. You also interfere with GABA because GABA requires molybdenum to convert and create GABA, which is a counter to, to glutamine. So you're going to create people to become manic depressive or insomniac. Did you know that? Now, the same scalar effects happen if you have those scalar radiations from broadcast to the room. Now, with smart meters and Wi-Fi networks and so on, you're broadcasting cellular ionic signals that tell the body not to absorb a specific mineral because you've got a toxic load, and therefore it shuts down specific gene complexes. Not good. In fact, people don't realize the weapons of the future won't go pop like a gun. They'll go fizzle, and you won't hear the fizzle sound inside your DNA. And we're already doing it, in a sense, with smart meters and Wi-Fi networks and so on. And that's why the first ones to go, and Einstein predicted it, he says, the human race is four years after the demise of the bees, right? We call, I call it the bee, the bee apocalypse. <laughs> and there's four major causes of the bee apocalypse. The first one, which is the most serious, is the disruption of the scalar biophysics of the Earth, the torsion fields of the Earth, because the geomagnetic sphere of the Earth is disrupted by by WEN towers, Wi-Fi networks, cell towers, and radio and television transmission, but primarily these high-energy cell towers and smart grid. Smart grid is putting out a lot of energy and a lot of information, and these are pulsing. When I took my gigahertz solutions, which I got from Leslie and Meth about five years ago, six years ago now, I started pointing it toward homes, converting an eight-home gated community with about 16 acres, and I could point it to a home 400 yards away, and it was firing off radiation, every four to seven seconds to, you know, over 2,000 microwatts per square meter, I'm thinking. I had some seriously OMG moments. And I called up the people with the power corporation here, SG&E, and they tried to give me BS. Now, trying to give Dr. B, Dr. Deagle BS is a really bad idea. Whether you're calling me on air, off air, face-to-face, no ball, as they say in the military, hairy eyeball to hairy eyeball, it's a bad idea. You can probably perceive that, right, Sean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't get callers very often, unless they're complete nutballs. I had one a few months ago when I was over at RBN who called and walked about the retrograde movement of the moon and tried to say that this was proof that there was a flat earth. I said, have you ever heard of Higgs bosons? And, of course, he's a knucklehead. Of course, he'd never heard of Higgs bosons or gravitonic fields or anything. He doesn't understand, and of course, obviously, the power corporations don't care that 70 to 85 percent of their pollution is being dumped by the power corporation directly into the ground. Tell your occurrence. Did you know that? 
most of the electropollution is dumped directly back into the ground. So if you've got any metals or minerals like magnetite in the ground, it's going to travel for kilometers and kilometers. So you don't even have to have an electrical line to your house. You can be in solar panels 20 miles away, and if they're dumping electropollution into the ground, just like the native people used to do earthing, it doesn't mean a damn thing. You're going to get toxic. Now, people think, oh, that won't have any negative effects. Yes, it does. In the song of DNA, you have to protect yourself. So we have all these different clothing options, headgear, baklavas, and other things. Because some people, about a third of people now are getting really electrosensitive. And the first symptom is excessive agitation, anxiety attacks, weird dreams, blood pressure, diabetes. Diabetes is a symptom of electropollution. Do you know that? The first and most prominent symptom of electropollution is hypertension and diabetes. Isn't that interesting, eh? Yeah. And, we of don't course, it's those symptoms here. Well, the thing is, if you have to, to change your diet and get on nutraceuticals, too, to change your insulin resistance. But if you have an aggravating factor like electropollution, you have to get away from it, whether it's putting a blocking wall up because you've got a, a whole battery of these smart meters on the side of your apartment building, or you've got to not have one on the side of your house. Mine was actually posted on the outside of my home because I have about a 4,500-square-foot home with 5,000, 6,000 square feet around it of concrete pad and then a pool. <clears throat> and... When they put it on, I went from getting, you know, with insomnia, four to five hours a night sleep if I took some natural sleeping aids, to getting 45 minutes a night. Ooh. Not good. Now, 45 minutes can make Dr. Deagle, who most people think is crazy, it makes me clinically crazy. So I started taking a lot more nutraceuticals, and within days, I contacted Emil over at Les EMF, and he sent me all these meters, and I got a technician to whip off that damn meter and they started threatening me. You mean this is temporary, Dr. Deagle? I said, you missed those classes in grade two where the word temporary, where the word permanent was taught to you. Permanent means it's done for good, right? And then they were there starting to threaten me. They were going to legally threaten me. I think, <laughs> you guys are crazy. I said, you come out to try to switch and put a smart meter on my home. I'm coming out armed. You can't threaten us. I said, try me. Send out a technician. Tell them that they may get shot. It's not going to be pleasant. It'll hurt. Might even kill them. They have to realize, don't put a gun coming to my property to put on a smart meter. Now, in other states, and the people are being gutless. They realize there's legal actions, and I took legal action. I gave him a letter because I'm a medical legal expert. <clears throat> and I threatened the hell out of their attorney. He was trying to threaten me. I said, guess what? I know the original statute that made it permissive to say the, 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 uh, the state authorities basically were going to allow them, if the person wanted to have a smart meter on their home. There's no law saying you have to have a smart meter anywhere in the United States. So they're getting away with murder, literally, electrotoxic murder. So we're going to have these links up to uh, less EMF, so the different clothing things, the stensorizers to take the ele low electromagnetic pollution off your lines, and we're going to protect you from big, bad electrotoxins that are frying your poor little DNA. It's a no-brainer. Welcome back. So now, the Russians have done a lot of work in this area. Back in the 1970s, they developed what's called a scalar bomb. Now, this is all classified, so if you think you haven't heard of it somewhere else in somebody's magazine, because everybody in the alternative media are quoting each other, thinking somehow they have the access. Well, I have three sources that other people don't. Number one, I had above top secret clearance, so I know about things that firsthand that's classified. 
Number two, I still have contacts inside agencies. Some of them even approach me because they know that Eagle had high security clearance, like Jason Burgess, who actually was in CENTCOM about a month and a half ago, actually came on the show, talked about North Korea and how they could target U.S. cities. And uh, I have other people, like an engineer. I'm going to call his first name is Paul. He's an engineer at, at uh, Pentagon. Over the years, I've had him on the program. And uh, others. Now, in the third layer, I have what's called, uh, you want to call it spiritual knowledge. In other words, when your spiritual knowledge, whether it's dreams, visions, whatever, converges and saying similar, almost identical information to what you find in the public media, I call it the sewer net, <laughs> instead of the internet, sewer net, and classified sources, you know you're onto something. Now, the fact is that they've developed weapons called atavistic weapons that can turn on old genes that are actually suppressed, normally suppressed genes. For example, they can take chickens and hit them with radiation and they'll actually turn on atavistic genes so they start to develop raptor claws like Velociraptor. And being a sarcastic SOB, I like to, you know, like to tease people around me, including my wife, and, and I say, you know, she loves to cook chicken and she does a fantastic job. But sometimes I'll just tease her and I'll say, I'll call it, hey dear, I love how you cook Velociraptor. Now, there's genes in your in your genome that are suppressed that need to stay suppressed because if they turn on, they can cause you to get cancer, autoimmune disease, or other bad things. These are genes. you got to think of how is the genomic uh, uh, capacity of the human body built. 93% of your DNA, including both allele and non-allele harmonic resonant DNA, is actually chunks of DNA that was attached to your cells through the receptor binding domain that came from ancient viruses. That's why we have a receptor binding domain for viruses, because they're the DNA bus. They carry chunks of DNA, and if we like it, it's like, almost like you go to uh, one of these uh, things, you know, where somebody's going to sell all their stuff outside their garage, and you pick up really cool stuff, and you say, I like this, I'm taking it home, dear, and they'll say, why are you taking that home? Well, this is what we do with our DNA over the ages. We actually have even sections of our DNA that code new DNA. It's almost like going down to a computer fair and finding people that write different apps, like they call them, for example, for WordPress, they call them plugins. Think of it like DNA plugins that are you can go buy. Doesn't that seem weird? But true. Yeah. Now, the problem is if you're in an environment now that's totally foreign to the human body and other living things like bees, they can't navigate because you're disrupting their ability of the little magnetite in their brain to actually see the torsion fields of the Earth's geomagnetic structure. So they can't find their little wiggle or little bee butt and go in a figure of eight and tell the position of the sun in the geomagnetosphere to find out where the hell a hive is. Well, the same thing's going on in human cells. So, number one, you need meters to find out what, where the electropollution is and reduce it, materials to block it. You need to block the low frequency with stetserizer plugins, which, by the way, we, we have the stetserizers up here. In fact, uh, uh, when you give me those hyperlinks with the cookies, <clears throat> I'll post them. For example, I think you get a set of 20 filters and a little stetcher te test meter. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, uh, and I talked to some various people, including uh, Emil, you can plug them around your house, but also you can plug them to the A and B side of your main power panel. Because these low frequencies basically are similar to the resonant frequencies of minerals that tell your DNA to absorb or not absorb specific minerals. Not good. Because basically, if you look at the song of DNA, it's basically controlled gene silencing. That's what the last stanza of your DNA is. How to shut down Bill, Bob, Sally, Judy, whatever. How to shut down their DNA so their hair goes white, their joints go dry, their heart gets weakened, 
Their blood vessels don't work anymore. They lose the myelin sheath from their brain. Their free radical levels rise so they get insulin resistance. And eventually they get enough multi-system organ failure. It's time to expire and go to the next world or pass on to eternity. That's what aging is. Aging is a control program and it's interfered and amplified by toxic load, by nutritional deficiencies, previous genetic imbalances so you can't bioconvert nutrients from one to another, and it's amplified by toxic electropollution. So people need to realize that the human race isn't going to make it past the next 20 years unless we reduce pollution, toxic vaccines, toxic GMO food, toxic electrotoxins in the air, and these combinations are going to make people stupid, impotent, <laughs> not knowing even what sex they are, and incapable of reproducing or even wanting to reproduce. People don't know that, do they? That they don't. And they think, oh, you're making this up, Diggle. I said, well, you have a choice. You can either believe me now and try to prevent it, or you can wait till it happens and you'll be cursing the ground I walk on. Because you say, damn it, Diggle's gone so I can't even spit on his bones you know I'm sick and tired of people who don't want to dialogue with me or even ask questions because I can provide the scientific proof for example when I'm presenting this lecture I'm going to give a list of equipment to these doctors so they can go back and test my theories and they should have a series of OMG moments these hundreds or thousands of doctors that watch the lecture either live or on rebroadcast and realize like if Deagle's right we're all screwed yes indeed we are Unless EMF is one of those main places of solutions to all this OMG moment where, you know, how many people would put a, uh, a Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant on the side of their home? Well, they have if they got a smart meter. And if they're sticking a cell phone at the side of their head, even the cell companies say, you know, these give so many milliwatts of radiation per square meter, you shouldn't have these in six inches of your head. Do you know anybody that's talking on the cell phone list on speaker that doesn't have a smack on the side of their head or they have an earphone jack? that runs into their ear, into the temporal lobe of their brain. Duh. I mean, the cell phone companies in Europe and elsewhere have now come out in the last few months. They suppress the data that lateralizing tumors on the side where your hand dominant, right hand dominant, are three times more likely to be on the side where you actually stick your damn cell phone. People would argue with Dr. Deagle, you're wrong. I mean, I remember, it must have been 11 years ago, I did a lecture in the... The old uh, Washington, basically the Watergate Hotel uh, complex where the A4M, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, had me do a lecture called The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. We talked about depleted uranium. We talked about fluoride. We talked about scattered radiation. And I had a lady who was a doctor in Ontario, Canada, and her husband was a physicist. And he came up to me smirking, thinking he was going to challenge Dr. Deagle, not on the stage, but afterward. And believe me, I did an intellectual vivisection, and his wife was laughing so hard, I thought she was going to bust a hernia. Not funny. So if you have any sense, you listen, and you do. And if you don't have sense, you need to start reevaluating whether or not you really have mastered this knowledge. If you think you're a scientist and you think, oh, well, cell phones are fine. I can stick them on the side of my head. I don't need to worry about electropollution. I can have a smart meter six feet from my head on the other side of my wall. No, that's not okay. Uh, you know, they've even actually removed uh, Wi-Fi networks from many private schools in Britain and Europe because they can't learn. Do you know what the final stage of learning is in your brain? What's that? Well, there's three stages. First, what's called a virtual harmonic network. You set a non-localizing network of harmonic resonant frequencies to parse the concept of subconcepts. Second is facilitated pathways. And the third is microtubules. 
And you can't make microtubules if you disrupt it with scalar radiation. So you can't record the final stage of memory. It's like you can't record the CD in your brain. How's that? <laughs> Pretty nasty. So get less EMF. We'll be back in a moment, but we have all these packages coming up in the next few days. You'll be able to... Hey. Welcome back. And uh, uh, by the way, the best water filtration system that I endorse is the Pure Water System. It has a linear charcoal system, a best RO membrane, and an ion exchange resin. So there's absolutely no fluoride, radiotoxins, or chemicals in it. <clears throat> One of our top nutraceutical, our, our computer system actually tracks it, is Nutridyne. And I'm going to refer to, I'm, I like to be a storyteller once in a while or use metaphor because I think it's the best way to get through to people. Sometimes you also make people laugh and cry at the same time. And one of the series that I'm watching the last few days is a series called Jericho. It's about a little town in Kansas where a guy leaves home for five years. It's obvious after you kind of watch the show for a while that this guy has been a contract guy working in kind of the shady areas of what they call the edges of intel agencies and paramilitia, etc. And he comes back, and then within a matter of a day or so after he's back, there's a number of nukes go off in cities around the United States. It turns out after you watch it for a while... These nukes are actually container-sized nukes, um, not just suitcase nukes, that are smuggled into the United States. It's not a missile attack. Now, what people need to understand when you have radiation exposure, because a lot of people don't realize this town uh, had to stay indoors because some of the radiation clouds came in from Denver, which is hundreds of miles away. And uh, one of the most important things, we have had this up for years, is our our bioweapon and radiation and plague pack, which includes Nutridyne, Nutridefense, Defense Wipes, which will wipe off, and of course, NIOSH N95 masks, etc. You can buy these things separately now. <clears throat> but Nutridyne is right at the top. And it doesn't matter if it's a plague. Uh, one of the mayors of the town, I'm going to kind of be a spoiler here, uh, he got an infection with the flu, but of course, because his immune system suppressed, probably from poor eating, and some radiation exposure, he ended up with a lot worse than just the flu. And until they got him some serious intravenous antibiotics, uh, he just well croaked. And luckily, you know, I like the actor, so I'm glad he didn't get knocked off the season or they didn't renew his contract. <laughs> so you have to understand, uh, I just got a report from John Spring. Now, I know people inside the intel agencies, and uh, I'm going to ask you a couple questions, Sony. Uh, when the when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened at the time when uh, John F. Kennedy was in office, and the Bay of Pigs, uh, did you think that the nuclear missiles were taken out of out of Cuba? Uh, absolutely not. No, those missiles stayed there right until Gorbachev finally moved them out uh, after right. the fall of the Soviet Union. And those missiles, we had missiles at their throat, and they had them at our throat, where they had a, an attack time. Uh, between five and ten minutes to hit major cities in the eastern seaboard of the United States, including Washington, D.C., from Cuba. Okay, because they're going to come in at very high velocities, like 10,000 plus miles an hour. <clears throat> so you have to understand that we both had mutual assured destruction, and it wasn't going to take 20 or 30 or 40 minutes to come in from Soviet Union. They were short-range missiles. Now, I'm going to give some classified information, so if you're here, and you're listening from the NSA and CIA, you need to take notes, because one of the big things I discovered from working with different government agencies, including government departments like the CDC and the FBI, they don't share data, but I do. And I'm going to share some data with you. Number one, 
Right now, Venezuela has a pack of both Russian and Chinese nuclear missiles, and they have Hamas and, and, uh, uh, in uh, Venezuela. And those missiles are aimed at America, just like the Cuban missile, missiles that were aimed at us years ago. The attacks against our members that were in our intel agencies in Cuba have been infrastructure, what's called infrasound attacks. They're specifically designed to harm their brain or their middle ear, et cetera, and make them very sick. In fact, you can even get surgery disorders or permanent nerve damage caused by infrasound da- uh, attacks. And what people should understand is that we are actually far more vulnerable. In fact, I got a report yesterday from John Spring, who was around at the time advising the intel agencies, and he sent me an article about this, uh, John did, about how our da- our, we're far more dangerous now far more closer to the seconds to midnight than we ever were even during the 1960s when we thought that Ruskies were going to nuke us and we had to hide under our desks. Well, now, why is Well, we're so because, number one, uh, it, and I have intel contacts over in Eastern Europe, over the past uh, number of years, especially since the fall of the Soviet Union, a lot of nuclear materials went haywire. Uh, for example, most people don't realize that the, the uh, bunking or cosmodrome in Kazakhstan is the most radioactive place on Earth. The second most radioactive is Rocky Flats in Colorado. And then the Hanford Reactor Site in Washington State is number three. Um, and so how, and, how does the yeah. wind play play into radiation traveling across? Well, well first you can get vortices that can carry it around and around the, right, the planet, and it doesn't really fall right away. It can take you know five or six orbits before it precipitates some rain and other precipitation. But all of our reactors, almost 700 of them are post-geriatric, and they're all releasing radiation. We have uh, underground sites where we're actually burping up radiation from New Mexico and Rocky Flats, which is releasing radiation. And by the way, you can check this now. If you don't believe me, I got in trouble with the Colorado Board of Examiners, because not because I was a bad doctor, but because I was releasing classified information about Rocky Flats, poisoning the North Platte River with radiation. And the... the uh, the uranium mine up uh, near the Grand Lake Reserve System in the mountains, releasing highly radioactive tailings and radioactive waste from their nuclear plant, which is the highest-grade uranium plant in the Western world. It's a small plant area, but it's got really high-grade uranium up in the mountains of Colorado. Right? <coughs> and and the, the fact is they were very angry with Dr. Deagle because I released information about the Virtual World Project, the Tree Air Force Base, which is the central node for the Matrix. Like the movie The Matrix, we built it. Oh, yeah. Okay? It's not imaginary. Now, you need to know why is this all tied. Well, Neutrodyne covers a lot of bases. If, if you take potassium iodate, and they actually, after Fukushima happened, they actually had to warn people, do not take potassium iodate, because if you take it, it's going to give you, within 7 to 10 days, peripheral neuropathy, and it can shut your kidneys down. Because it's toxic. Now, Neutrodyne is not toxic. Uh, you can take a whole, in fact, you, I've had cases where a little girl or whatever has taken a bottle of it, like an ounce or so, and drank the whole damn thing, and all it did was make sure that she could not get pimples. She's not going to have a cold or virus or any self-respecting pathogen that's going to survive in her system. Now, you don't need to take a ton of it. And this guy, who's the mayor of the town of Jericho, he came down with a flu and then still got a secondary infection, and they were already giving him an antibiotic. Now, if you give an antibiotic that doesn't succeed, like I think they were giving him ciprofloxacin, and you don't get rid of the pathogen, the pathogen gets stronger because you kill off what I call the Wally bugs, and the Arnold Schwarzenegger bugs survive, which means if you don't get the bad bugs right away, the ones that survive are going to get you. They're going to eat your bones. So 
Right. So you got to understand this basic principle of infectious disease. Now, if you take Neutrodyne, though, all of our three antipathogenics you cannot develop resistance to. Neutrodyne is number one. Allison Med, number two. And number three is in neutral silver. The neutral silver technology is my technique. In fact, I'm actually getting patents on the delivery system. The Neutrodyne is the only Tesla-activated monatomic iodine. And people believe the proxies, the whole institute here in America, about Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey even literally treated uh, some of the former presidents and senior members of, of the government. He was revered as a sleeping prophet. In other words, he'd go into this altered state, and he would tell you stuff that's going to happen. Now, I don't think he's a date setter, but he basically said a lot of stuff that proved to be pretty incorrect. Now, he never had a day of medical school, is that correct? No, no, he had no. So this was the guy called spirit knowledge that was given to him. Mm-hmm. Now, what's different about Neutrodyne that makes it very unique, because it's not the highest energy when it's in the diatomic form, say, and you mine it out of the ground. Iodine is not the most energetic halide. The most energetic halide is fluoride, and then chloride, and then finally, you know, kind of taken up the end is the bromine and, and the neutrodine. Now, if you have brominated bread or chlorinated water or chloramines, which are 100,000 times more energetically active than regular chlorine, or fluoramines, which are particularly toxic to pathogens, they're also toxic to human life. They calcify the pineal gland, they calcify the quarry plexus and your ventricles, they are genotoxic and chemo, and and uh, and uh, they lock onto the female receptor in your cells. So they actually are hundreds of times more avidly attached to the female estrogenic receptor than even estrogen. So those are each of those things. Yeah. So the neutrodine helps to, to to reverse the feminizing effect of halides. It kills all known pathogens, viruses, bacteria. Most people don't realize when someone's got chronic fatigue or retinitis pigmentosa or arthritis, whatever. Your body just loaded to the gunnels with all kinds of stealth pathogens. You know, nanobacteria in your arteries, which is the infected biofilm, cytomegalovirus, Epstein Barr virus, all kinds of stuff. And you can prove it by doing immunotoxicological testing. If you don't believe me, you do the test, you say, oh my gosh, you still have really high antibody levels and high cytokine levels. That's because there's a residual amount still present in your body. I'll explain how this is important when we come back. KDArmor.com is your And we're back and so you know it's funny, I, I just talked to a gentleman just before the show and he's up in Chicago and he had apparently some form of very slowly progressive retinitis. Um, people don't realize that whether you have a gene defect and you've got oxidative stress, all diseases this is just not some disease. This is one of what we call Deagle's corollaries, and I call the commandments of biology. All diseases have electron deficiency, acidosis, and free radicals. All diseases have mitochondrial dysfunction. And one of the chief repairs of mitochondrial dysfunction is to get rid of old mitochondria called mitophagy and to create new mitochondria to regenerate the electron density, which is why we use other cofactors with neutrodine, like power C+, which is... The second most popular of our nutraceuticals, which is the only neutral vitamin C in the world. It's not like any other liposomal or some other form of vitamin C. This is the only salt of vitamin C with bioperin in the world. Now, Neutrodine, what it does is if you have this at home, you won't be like this mayor of Jericho that comes down with the flu and all of a sudden he's dying of pneumonia because he doesn't have something to literally boost his mitochondria after the radiation that came in because... You assume he had no radiation. Of course he did. 
Now, if you're older and your immune system is, is a little bit strained, most of the pathogens that are going to kill you, like give you pneumonia, are already sitting in your airways. If you actually swab someone's throat or did a sputum culture or a bronchoscopy, you'll find all the pathogens that will eat your bones and kill you are already existing in your gut and your respiratory tract and your sinuses, all around your teeth. In fact, the same pathogens around your gums are the same ones that will give you a heart attack and a stroke. Isn't that interesting? So when you start taking Neutrodyne regularly, you're reducing that infected biofilm that's going to make you develop a uh, organizing plaque that eventually can cause a embolus to cause you have a heart attack or stroke. So Neutrodyne <coughs> is going to get rid of the pathogens. It's going to get rid of the inflammation. It's going to lower cytokine levels. It's going to reverse feminization of the other halides. And uh, so that's why it's so powerful. And it's not like any, it's not like Lugol's iodine or iota caps or any other form of iodine, which if you take, you get toxic. In fact, the government actually had to stop sales because a lot of people were buying the stuff and Fukushima came out, but they don't realize the amount of radioiodine and other isotopes like cesium-134, uh, etc., are actually uh, still being burped out of the area of Fukushima. And there's three layers. It's in the deep trenches of the oceans. It's in the surface water that can vaporize in a vapor cloud up to a couple hundred kilometers inland. And it's coming in at relatively higher altitudes at twenty to 30,000 feet in the air. So if you're flying through a radiation cloud, they should have a radiation spike uh, sampler. So if it spikes, the, air, the aircraft should actually suck in the air and do a spectral analysis of the air pattern to see exactly which isotopes are present. I recommended this five years ago to the government, to Senator Feinstein and Senator Wyden's so-called nuclear experts, and they didn't want to bite. They didn't want to have a system of live levels of radiation and do mapping of where the radiation is over the continental United States or anywhere else, or Canada. They didn't want to do that. Why? I don't know. I guess they don't want people to actually have raincoats and act like they were in a hazmat situation and shower off uh, to make sure that they don't accumulate and bring radiation into their home. Because people assume that Fukushima is over. No, it's not over. It's just over because it's not in the news. But it's not just Fukushima. It's all these post-geriatric nuclear plants are all bubbling off radiation, like the uh, nuclear plant in New York, New York City. I think it's called, uh, what's it was called, Pilgrim? The Pilgrim plant out there. So, and, of course, like Three Mile Island, all these plants are post-geriatric, and, you know, and you'd assume they're all okay. No, and this ties back to Uranium-1. We're, our chances of us being hit with an EMP weapon from a sawed-off nation like North Korea, our chances of having a, uh, like a Napolitano, who was the Homeland Security Director under Obama, made the admission before she left that actually they couldn't stop a container-sized nuke coming in the U.S., which is crap, because you can not only pick up the radioisotopes they're picking up if you break the seals of every container coming in, you can also use a thing called torsion field imaging to actually pick up the isotopic changes through what's called gravitonic field imaging which we have, by the way, and we've had for 50-plus years. And you can see, actually, how the disruption of the gravitonic field is caused by isotopes. So when people say you can't tell, we actually have satellites that can pick up the signature of the gravity waves of a submarine and tell you what type of Russian sub is and how, if it's a mile or two miles deep in the Silurian Trench in, in the eastern uh, or west, I mean the western Pacific Ocean off of Japan. So that's crap. Okay, and I know the facts. Now, why is this important? It's because everybody should be taking Neutrodyne every day. Everybody's mitochondria are dying. And they're dying faster than they should be. Number two, everybody's being feminized, which is why you're seeing all these alternative lifestyles and many different subtypes of whether they're male or female. Number three, everybody's getting weaker in their immune system 
So they're more prone to chronic and viral and non-viral infections, bacteria, parasites, more toxic hey, forms good. of mold and yeast and so on that can give aldehydes. So we're all dying of polypathogenesis, feminization, and accumulation of radiotoxins. I did my test back in June 5th, and I don't have mercury from my teeth. I don't have lead from gasoline significantly in my blood, but I do have uranium, and it's coming all the way 5,600 miles from Japan. And I have clean filtered water because I have the best water system, much better than the Berkey called Pure Water System, whole home and water filtration. And uh, I want people to understand this. If you're not taking Nutridine every day, you're crazy. You really are certifiably crazy. Because whether it's your kids, you don't want to have a recurring otitis media, or you want to get rid of the nanobacteria causing your gums to deteriorate or your arteries to develop plaque, or you want to be able to knock out a serious pathogen like hepatitis B or C, or, um, you know, some other stealth virus that's giving you chronic fatigue, or some thing like mycoplasma hominis incognita that's actually giving you rheumatoid or lupus. People don't realize is, these are all tied together, aren't they? Go ahead. Right. How is Nutridine more effective than any other antibiotic? Um, whenever well, well the first, there's three things. First, what Nutridine does is it screws up the metabolism of all pathogens. Okay. Uh, whenever you raise the redox potential of tissue and the electron density, the tissue can't be infected because any tissue plane has to be infected with activation of the thing called the Fenton reaction. And between my Nutridefense, which I designed, that blocks the Fenton reaction and Nutridine, uh, you block it so the body cannot be infected by a pathogen and the pathogen dies. It'll kill viruses, bacteria, psittacosis, parasites, fungi, etc. And you can't take regularly other drugs. For example, if you take caspofungin, you're going to have liver failure. If you take Nizerol, which is an antifungal, it literally chemically castrates you. Your male and female hormone levels drop to undetectable within two weeks of starting Nizerol. Did you know that? I didn't. Uh, undetectable so, so, sexual hormones. Undetectable. Since biofilms use corn signaling as a defense against antibiotics, um, how is that right. different for the neutroiodine? Well, you can't develop resistance. The thing is, all of our three antipathogenics, Nutrisilver, Allison Med, and Nutriodine, uh, cannot, the organisms cannot develop an immune defense, none of them. Fungi, bacteria, whatever. And it doesn't matter if it's a branching form of a fungus like uh, aspergillosis in your sinus cavities or Pseudomonas aeruginosa uh, or some other major pathogen, fungi. And most people are, don't realize that cancer can grow up to 20 different pathogens in the cancer tissue, whether it's your breasts or your pancreas or your brain. You don't just have your brain tissue, you know, sterilely, Get, and, you know, cells get so upset they get cancer. If you actually did a research at Cornell University about six years ago, and they found that 28% of people that died, just unselected, just died, they could grow viruses, and many of them were their childhood vaccines, but also just ambient viruses in the environment. Their brain tissue grew viruses. So, and that doesn't include all the other ones. These aren't necessarily easy to culture. You can see weird stuff under the scanning electron microscopy and say, that looks like a like, like a chunk of a, a viral capsule or something like that, just because it is. And the problem is you don't have to have a fulminant infection to have one that's going to affect your biology or cause autoimmunity. Because what happens is when these toxic pathogens get cross-linked with, say, glyphosate or toxic chemicals like trimelotic and hydrates from diesel fuel, they make them thousands to millions of times more immunogenic, so they cause immune reactions. So, if, for example, if you have a toxic pathogen in your gut, and you've got chlorination of water like chloramines or fluoramines, when they attach to the proteins of these pathogens, they make them millions of times more immunogenic, 
and you can tell their gut's leaky because you measure zonulin peptides in their blood, and you say, oh my gosh, your zonulin peptides are high, it's because you've got a leaky gut. Which means you don't have the, you can't kill off the pathogens. That's why things like berberine, berberstatin, so important, diabetolene, leptin metabolic, and by plus, because you don't correct the leaky gut syndrome, you don't get rid of the pathogens. That's why I tell people whether you've got peripheral neuropathy or diabetes or dementia or vascular disease, you've got to take Nutridine. It's like central, just like vitamin mineral max and minerals plus. If you don't kill off the pathogens, even if you're starting to take things like power C plus to increase your electron density in your tissue and alkalinize your tissues, you're going to have a very difficult time overcoming any illness because stealth pathogens are present in virtually every disease. Mitochondrial dysfunction is present in every disease. The electron deficiency is present in every disease. And Nitrodine corrects all of those. That's why it's so popular. I should call Nutridine uh, uh, liquor of life. You know, in other words, you take this, it induces life in your cells. It makes new mitochondria, kills off the pathogens, and increases the energetics of the cell. Amazing stuff. And there's no comparison to other iodines. Whoever's flogging it, they're full of it. As I say, it's a Yahoo-rich environment, just like a Target-rich environment. It's a Yahoo-rich environment. taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. We have Fareed here, and we're going to talk about cardiovascular. Fareed, it's really important to understand that uh, heart health is a big deal. Uh, your heart and vascular tree, uh, if you talk about your health, if you talk about losing your health, is the number one cause of the most of the major illnesses that are more deadly than the next five major causes of death, cancer and many other illnesses. Um, whether it's a heart attack, stroke, deep vein thrombosis, it was an embolism, etc. Vascular disease is very, very common, and it's a major cause of, heart, of death in our society. One third of males, their first symptom, and I like to use a little sarcasm to get through to people sometimes. Sometimes sarcastic jokes get through better than than telling them just the plain science. But it's, I call it face plant syndrome. Face plant syndrome is not something you get over. Uh, it's not like, hey, you go back uh, and, you know, you're going to be fine the next day, but you got a few broken teeth. No. Face plant syndrome is we're going to put you in the ground within so many hours after we remove your blood volume and give you formalin. We're going to put you in a nice suit, but you're going to the next world, <clears throat> whether it's Allah, God, Satan, the cyber God, whatever. You're not going to be here anymore. Now, one-third of males, their first symptom of heart disease is death, face plant syndrome. And women, they get it five to ten years later than men. They actually have a higher percentage of actually face plant syndrome. They don't have any advanced warning. They don't have chest pains. They don't have shortness of breath. They don't have a bad day. They just get face plant syndrome. Now, what causes face plant syndrome, and I like to be sarcastic about this, and if I, if I challenge doctors, and this is one of the funniest things, um, it's very rare I'll get a doctor that actually has the cajones. They need to have titanium alloy intellectual cojones in order to be stupid enough to call in and challenge me on the show because even if they've been a cardiologist for 20 or 25 years there's a lot of mistruths that they themselves believe they think for example that the reason why you have a heart attack is you've had what's called a cardiac bypass deficiency syndrome in other words you just haven't bypassed all your arteries <laughs> they also believe in fairy tales like college that cholesterol causes heart attacks or uh the deficiency of their toxic drugs is the reason why you're just not doing well because you're just not taking enough of them. Now, the real issue, and I remember going back 40 years ago, I did actually tests with Dr. Moskowitz at the University of British Columbia. We brought down Eskimos in the Northwest Territories in Alaska, and I personally drew their bloods. And they'd separate, like, the old-style milk and cream, you know, before milk was homogenized. And I remember before the days of homogenization, and we'd have, we were near the agricultural farm where we lived, uh, you'd always, if you're smart, you'd sneak out in the morning before the maid got up and you'd grab the milk and pour off the cream on the top because it was good. Because it wasn't put through all kinds of crap and it wasn't homogenized. And you got the good milk on the top of the bottle. Now, these men and women, Eskimos, never got heart disease. They had a little poach on the side of their belt. And they, they looked chunky, but they actually weren't fat. They were just kind of stocky because if you're living in the Alaskan weather or in the Northwest Territories, you want to be short in body because it's pretty hard to circulate blood to your periphery if you're tall and long. And they were covered with, you know, seal skins and so on. But they weren't fat. Number two, none of them, even though they had cholesterol 10 to 15 times higher than our upper limit of normal, ever got heart disease. And the reason is real simple, and that's why we want to go through the components in the cardiovascular. The first thing you want to do is you don't want free radical damage to your artery walls. <clears throat> you don't want plaque to calcify because it's an infected biofilm. 
So, for example, when your teeth are rotten because you're eating sugar and you're growing nanobacteria in your mouth, they actually infect your arteries. And so everybody I've seen, they have rotten teeth. They also have rotten arteries. They all go together. I haven't seen anybody needing a heart transplant that didn't have teeth falling out of their head. <laughs> you can open somebody's mouth up before you have to put the stethoscope to auscultate them or look at their EKG or their arteriogram, and you can tell already they were screwed. As they say in the military, screwed and tattooed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go through them. Let's go through the components. The first one, of course, is Vitexin. And the reason why your company, Cardivask, uh, which is the original formula, by the way, the one in Canada has even removed one of the components because the government didn't like people taking it because they might thin their blood out. But we have the original formula, and it's exclusive in America. And we ship everywhere in the world, including even to Canada. But we have the exclusive formula. And it was developed by your dad, Sam. To prevent plaque, it was from the Chelation Society of Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. But he was trained in Germany, and which is five years of training in pharmacognosy, which, by the way, Germany is the most advanced nation in the world. Not China, not Japan, not Indonesia or Thailand. It's Germany developed the most advanced culture and science of pharmacognosy to develop herbal-based scientific medicines. <clears throat> and uh, so if you took training in Germany, you were like the top notch. So this first component is in uh, what's the plant and what part of the plant is used to make this component. Sure. So we use the uh, the hawthorn leaf and flower extract. Not the berry. Uh, not the berry. But the, but the other knockoff companies, and I won't mention their names, use the berry. So they're berry stupid. How's that? Do you like that? Berry stupid? Okay, yeah. that, that's your component. <laughs> yeah. does not contain the active constituents. There you go. So, as I say, you got to listen to Deagle's humor. You don't know necessarily how to take me. Sometimes I'm humorous, sometimes I'm sarcastic. But the most important thing is I'm going to raise issues that are real. They're not imaginary. I'm not just trying to make a joke here. I'm saying if you get these other products, you're not going to have the protection you will from cardiovascular. Next component. So then we have the garlic. And it's not just aged garlic. It's going to contain two things. It's going to kill off the nanobacteria, like our alicimed, but it also has components that block the ACE receptor, and it does it in such a way it doesn't cause a ACE receptor blocker type cough, which you do with capitin and other ACE inhibitors. Next component. We have the uh, cayenne. The cayenne is a nitric oxide stimulant, so it's going to release nitric oxide, which removes nitro peroxy radical, and open up your cardiovascular and vascular bed of capillaries. Next component. Bilberry. Bilberry is a dialyzable antioxidant that prevents free radical, single oxygen, hydroperoxy, nitroperoxy radical. And because it's so small, the smallest antioxidant is hydrogen. This is the next smallest, and it's really, really good. So it'll prevent blindness. It'll prevent uh, oxidative stress in your kidneys, your heart, your liver, your solid organs like your brain. Next component. We have the ginkgo. Ginkgo reduces blood viscosity and improves microcirculation. This is the component that they removed from the Canadian version of the cardiovascular, which is, uh, what's it called? Is it called still cardio, cardiovite in Canada? Cardiovite, yeah. Yeah. So you can buy a cardiovite, but it doesn't have the ginkgo. Now, the problem is if you take, you want to stop this about two or three days before major surgery because you will bleed more. Not necessarily catastrophic. It's not like Xarelto or Eliquis, which will kill you. And what I get a kick out of people is they don't understand there's no clot-busting enzymatic effect of these so-called drugs that doctors give people so they won't throw off a clot to their brain. There's no clot-busting enzymatic activity at all. They just interfere with the intrinsic and extrinsic pathways of, of clot formation. But the thing that drives a clot formation is plaque. 
So what you want to take is, along with a cardiovascular, you want to take natokinase, CoQ10 Supreme, our, our vascular carnitine, and our omega fatty acids, which is the Monopro Omega Supreme Pro. And you want to take other things that are going to prevent free radicals like Gamma A+, cell detox, glutathione, to stop hydroperoxy radical, and single oxygen, which is a transketolase, uh, which is our course, Ultrathymine B1. But the center post, and we have a lot of people who say, I can't afford all that stuff, Deagle. Just give me one thing, whether it's a liquid. By the way, the liquid's equal to the, the drops. I had one person the other day said, Doc, just give me something for my tachycardia. I said, look, take the cardiovascular liquid, 30 drops, put in one scoop of Calm Mind, one a brain make, because they have Graves' disease, thyroid, and we need to calm down their overactivity of their adrenal glands, putting on stress hormones, norepinephrine, dopamine, that's why they have persisting tachycardia after stopping a beta blocker. Because their adrenal glands are tuned up too hard to produce too much stress hormones. So, um, <clears throat> next component after that, I think we have uh, uh, milk thistle and valerian. Uh, valerian. And the milk thistle is going to stimulate your liver to detox the toxic chemicals that are burning your artery walls. There's a lot of stuff in our food, and of course the the uh, valerian balances your autonomic nervous system to turn down the overactive sympathetic fight or flight to make you calm and parasympathetic. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some testimonial stories we've had from people that take in cardiovascular and how it opened up their leg arteries, it opened up their heart, and they didn't need to go from a stand to a bypass. Their brain worked better, and they remember their grocery list and their grandkids. It's amazing stuff. Frustrated trying to get... And uh, one of the things that I've been working on uh, for many years now, I actually went into medical school in 1973, so that's 44 years ago, was at the request of my grandfather who said I was smart enough that uh, I could actually solve the problem of finding the cause of diabetes. And this year I will be publishing it. Sometime in this next 12 months I'll be publishing my theory. I did the original research with Dr. Otto Hewen five years before Dr. Stanley Ravens at uh, Stanford University and got persecuted and had to the threat by the Alberta College of Physicians and Surgeons to have my license pulled for doing the research. And all I was doing was drawing blood. So, and by the way, so we wonder why Dr. Deagle has attitude. I have attitude against intellectual pinheads, as O'Reilly says, it used to be on Fox News, and against people who don't think things through and don't use hard science to actually discover if their theories or theses are correct or not. Now, when I present this, this is not based on just conjecture or just a few odd days or months of researching literature. It's something that's very solid. So when I present it to the doctors, it's going to change the face of medicine. Now, the latest article, which is one of the most important, was a knockout my research published in February 2016 at the University of California, San Diego, where they actually created mice, where the knockout mice basically... Uh, <clears throat> producing large amounts of leukotriene B4. Now it turns out, and I'm, I use an, a little bit of sarcastic hyperbole here, but you know how the media is always saying, because other than Fox News saying about the angry white male, well, the angry white fat cell, not male, but angry white fat cell generates inflammatory molecules. 
And the fat cells that are white tend to be caused by elevated blood insulin. So there's an insulinogenic diet or rapidly absorbed carbohydrates and mineral depletion generates what we call high levels of insulin. Now, think of it this way. It's 219,000 years ago. You're a Neanderthal man, which makes up about 4% of the DNA of, say, the Celtic peoples and the Norwegian peoples that are the Vikings and their descendants. And about the average person from Northern Europe, about 2% of their DNA is Neanderthal. Most of them were killed by infections that uh, Homo sapiens sapiens brought and killed off the Neanderthal, which, by the way, had a bigger brain case, were more physically adapted in ancient cultures that were probably doing religious ceremonies half a million years ago, long before the other types of called subspecies of man actually had any religious ceremony. So they're pretty smart people. They survived ice ages, but they didn't survive infections. <clears throat> now what happens is they did survive because they could put body fat on and they could shunt calories over so their body were muscles, their skeletal muscles were forced to use fatty acids for fuel, not glycogen. Now, the way it works out, the master of diabetes is actually not your pancreas. It's not even your muscle cell, it's your fat cells. And when your fat cells get angry, because you're feeding them with pro-inflammatory fatty acids, the white fat cells actually start to generate uh, leukotriene B4. And the B4 leukotriene shuts down the insulin glucose transport mechanism called the GLUT4 transporter and the insulin receptors in your skeletal muscles. Most of the resistance in your body is in your skeletal muscles. It's not in your liver cells, your brain cells, or other tissues. Now, eventually, if it develops in your brain cells, you get type 3 diabetes, which is... The bell's ringing, bing, 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 dementia. So when you hear somebody talks about the cure for dementia, they don't tell you that it's actually diabetes of the brain cells where the astrocytes can no longer fire, which is why you need medium-chain triglycerides or you can use brain fuel, which is a C8 or C12 carbon molecule that's called medium-chain triglycerides. It's brain fuel that allow your astrocytes to still fire off an action potential. Now, if you think none of the stuff that I'm presenting is science, you can, you can have the cajones, and most people don't, to challenge me on air off here, and I'll provide them the scientific articles to prove what I'm saying is absolutely true by thousands of scientists over many decades. Now, what we're facing is a, a, a tsunami of diabetic conversions. If you look at even cultures in the last 30 years since uh, Richard Nixon went to uh, China and they were bicycling around and collecting the snow in their aprons to try to clear the streets of Beijing with a snowstorm, you have to realize that the entire population of the world has turned diabetic. If you actually look at the incidents here in California, 69% of adults, male and female, in California over age 20 are either diabetic or pre-diabetic by the American Diabetic Association. Now, my criteria are even more strict. If you have an elevated blood fasting insulin, if you have elevated free radical levels, if you've got elevated hemoglobin A1C, which is just a byproduct of the singlet oxygen molecule attaching sugar to your proteins, because sugar is actually a good trap. If you lower somebody's blood sugar too rapidly, you actually double to triple the rate of their heart attacks. Because if you don't trap it in sugar, it's going to burn the hell out of your artery walls. And that's actually published literature. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever heard that before? So lowering someone's blood sugar with insulin or diabetic drugs will actually increase the risk of... Uh, blocked arteries. <coughs> now, your doctor may not know that, but it's actually published in their own medical journals. Mm. So, when you take cardiovascular, you're doing a whole bunch of things to make sure you don't end up with a nasty event. If you take a drug, for example, there's a lot of lawsuits over things like drugs like Avastin and you know, all these other diabetic drugs. If you raise your blood insulin output, insulin itself is toxic. 
the high blood sugar is toxic, but insulin is. And if you measure someone's blood insulin and measure their free radical single oxygen like T-bars, which is oxidized fatty acid, or 8-hydroxy, 2-prime deoxyguanosine, which is oxidized pyrimidine from your base pair of your DNA, you can show a direct relationship between free radicals and elevated insulin. And it's a more accurate measure of problems which will indirectly be as low associated with hemoglobin A1C, but all hemoglobin A1C indicates is that your sugar is trapping the singlet oxygen, right? So if you're not taking, when you're taking cardiovascular, you're not just uh, lowering your incidence of vascular disease, you're also lowering the stress that causes your body to push insulin higher and cause heart disease by oxidizing your fatty acids and cholesterol and precipitating a stroke or heart attack. So in terms of testimonials, and we'll start from the head, people find, number one, if you're taking cardiac drugs like beta blockers, you're going to go get fat, bald, uh, stupid, and impotent. Now, if you're taking cardiovascular, on the other hand, you have a full head of hair, your brain still works, you can remember your kids in your grocery list, and your teeth aren't falling into your head, your microcirculation, your hands and feet are warm, and you can still get erections, which is good. <laughs> and you're don't, not taking an anti-hormone, because when you take an HMG, Cori reductase inhibitor, you're doing a form of chemical castration. There's two classes of drugs that will for sure castrate you. Number one, miserol and drugs that are antifungals that actually block your ability to convert to, to sex hormones. Or HMG, Cori reductase inhibitors like Zocor, Liptor, Crestor. Crestor particularly bad. Or you can get a thing called myoglobinuria, where you actually break down the muscle myoglobin and destroy it, and it can precipitate in your uh, loop of Henle of your kidney nephron cells and kill your kidneys. A lot of diabetics, unfortunately, took, say, Crestor, and they destroyed their kidneys. Or if you take a non-steroidal in your diabetic or pre-diabetic, bye-bye kidneys. See you later, buddy. Okay? So you don't want to take Arthrotec or Ibuprofen or any non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Now, the advantage is that diabetes, and my approach to diabetes is you have to reduce insulin, which is why you want to cut on simple carbohydrates. But your most important thing is you want to increase what's called pro-anti-inflammatory fatty acids. You want to lower insulin resistance with the right minerals of diabetaline, berberstatin, and biotin plus. And you want to take leptin metabolic that resensitizes your leptin and your insulin receptor. The cardiovascular formula, though, doesn't just protect your circulatory system. It actually protects you from the complications of peripheral neuropathy amputations. By the way, there's big lawsuits over some of these diabetic drugs making you lose your toes and feet. If you don't want to lose your toes and feet and you're diabetic, you want to be on cardiovascular. Really important, isn't it? Good idea to have feet. understood that uh, I'm going to go over it so make it brief if you have a question on any health issue any geopolitical financial or other issue please I beg you call in and ask your question tell our board of McKenzie exactly what it is 877-317-6432 and um, you know the the big disease that's actually affecting us is free radicals uh, and gene silencing now the free radicals and gene silencing are two of the biggies um when our diets are depleted of minerals, we can't create antioxidant systems to get rid of single oxygen. Hydroperoxy radical, which we call glutathione peroxidase, 
And nitroproxy radical, which is really, really bad for your joints, your central nervous system, and your arteries. If you can get rid of those, you want to be taking not only our things like our cardiovascular to protect you, but you don't want to be driving up blood insulin. That's why you want to take diabetaline, berberstatin, biotin plus, and leptin metabolic. And you want to take pro-anti-inflammatory fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro because the anti-inflammatory fatty acids reduce the white fat generation of inflammatory cytokines like glutathione B4. It's LTB4 that's the bad guy. Now when your cells get bigger in population, so you have a larger white cell mass, that's why doing a partial lipectomy will actually reduce the blood sugar insulin resistance, simply because you actually cut and reduce the white cell mass either by liposuction or lipectomy where you remove some of the fat. The best way to start with, by the way, is just to simply reduce the inflammatory processes going on. So you want to take cardiovascular, you want to take omega fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro, <clears throat> you want to take antioxidants like ultrathiamine B1, which stimulates the transketolase enzyme, cell detox glutathione, and one of the most important we haven't mentioned is Cell Defense Plus, because the best blocker for leukotrienes and cytokines that actually cause the inflammatory process to cause insulin resistance is reversed by our Cell Defense Plus. It's the most absorbable form of curcumin in the world because curcumin, although it's the most important single herbal uh, nutraceutical on the planet and has been forever, is extremely poorly absorbed, but ours. Ours is the most absorbed form of curcumin complex on the planet. So it not only reduces cancer mother cells, but it also lowers cytokines that cause diabetes and brain inflammation because eventually if your astrocytes in your brain get inflamed to the point where they stop being able to transport sugar, to set up an action potential in your astrocytes, you develop diabetes of the brain, which is type 3 diabetes. Now, you'll eventually show up, if you do a brain biopsy and electron microscopy of the brain tissue, you'll see a thing called neurofibrillar tangles, but it's all just basically free radicals going haywire, causing the brain astrocytes to precipitate these tangles in the neurons. So, <clears throat> nutraceuticals can do it. So, I recommend, besides our diabetaline, berberstatin, leptin metabolic, uh, etc., and biotin plus that you take the, our cell defense plus one to two capsules three times a day. I take two three times a day. And you take the leptin metabolic to lower your leptin resistance so your body's appetite gets normally controlled. Avoid simple sugars. Anything has a glycemic index over 50, you probably should avoid. Uh, do things like, for example, make our drink up in the morning. I usually recommend ageless life support and glycemics because glycemics has special components that will block a surge in sugar and, of course, insulin. Insulin itself is bad because the counterinsulin hormones actually can cause problems. The glycogen, which is a counterhormone, and cortisol will take your protein in your liver, the glycogen, overnight and turn it into sugar. And that's not good. Now, sugar itself is, is by itself not so bad, but sugar combined with three radicals will cause glycation, which changes the quaternary structure of proteins, so it changes their structure, and it kind of screws up enzymes. Now, superior to the idea, though, if you lower somebody's sugar too fast and haven't lowered their free radicals, you actually burn their artery walls and their eyes. So you have to control the free radicals if you're going to bring someone's blood sugar down by diet. So if you're going on just a ketogenic diet alone and you haven't corrected their free radicals, you're actually going to accelerate their vascular disease. You have to switch to anti-inflammatory fatty acids like Omega Supreme Pro because it's 400% more absorbed. And you've got to take a free radical antioxidants, 
plus all the minerals that help your antioxidant systems work, such as minerals, Vitamineral Max and Minerals Plus, and the detox agents that we have, like superfolate, pyromethyl B12, bio-LVR, and semethyl. Because methylation is a very important pathway in our life support, which is sulfation, glucuronidation, methylation pathway support, and detoxification like nutrient defense that has the polyphenon, the most powerful antioxidant we have, <coughs> to prevent oxidative stress. It's the oxidative stress that causes a lot of the damage. And <coughs> that's what's really important is people, when you start to tweak the underlying causes, a lot of the complications you can see, for example, blood sugar alone of, say, 300 isn't going to cause damage if you don't have free radicals. If you have a blood sugar of 300, but your hemoglobin A1C level is relatively normal, or say 6.2 or less, it means even though you have an elevated blood sugar, you're not attaching to free radicals because your free radical load's not high. So there's not a direct correlation between blood sugar and hemoglobin A1C. There is a direct correlation between hemoglobin A1C though and free radicals. So if your HbA1C is, say, over 7, you've got a lot of free radicals floating around because your sugar is getting grabbed by the free radicals and it's causing glycation where it oxidizes them. So what I want you to understand is that your doctor is misinterpreting the test results and giving you the wrong thing. If your doctor gives you insulin or some of these drugs, like some of the ones that are doing big lawsuits over, they're actually giving you a drug that will accelerate vascular disease or dementia. And if you do the wrong thing, like lower someone's blood sugar before you lower their free radicals, you're actually accelerating their vascular disease. And this is all published. It's not open. And they aren't following the cardiac markers. For example, if you're giving Xarelto, Eliquis, or Apaxaban, you'd say, well, the real answer is not that they're lowering their, you know, their PT and INR, which are the markers for blood clotting. Uh, you want to lower their cardiac markers like interleukin-17, TNF-alpha, uh, levels of T-bars, which is oxidized fatty acids and oxidized cholesterol, 9-norinyl-hydroxycholesterol, and antibodies against that. But they're not. That's why we have Veritas labs that can actually measure those cardiac markers, but the doctors completely miss this. They also don't understand that every, every disease pretty well you have that causes real problems, whether it's glaucoma, vascular disease, or dementia, or autoimmune disease, is tied directly to increase in blood viscosity, which is directly also related to free radicals. So when you lower someone's blood viscosity with, say, natokinase or lumbrokinase, and natokinase is my preference, and I usually take six capsules twice a day. That's the dosage I need. But everybody will vary. Some will need two or three capsules three times a day. Uh, and you can measure the blood viscosity to determine that it's dropped, dropped into a normal range. Once your viscosity is in a normal range and you measure your cardiac markers, they're all going to drop down parallel. So if the blood viscosity is lower, your cardiac inflammatory markers it can cause all these nasty things like amputations and clots and you know blocked arteries and whatever are also going to reduce. So you don't need to chase someone's PTINR. You need to chase their other cardiac markers. And this is how you start to get control of diabetes. Diabetes is a free radical disease. It's an adaptation to try to force your muscles to use fatty acids for fuel. It's steered by your adipocytes that go angry. We call it a fat, angry white cell or white fat cell. And they're generating inflammatory cytokines called leukotriene B4 is the primary one that you can turn off with our nutraceuticals, dibetaline, berberstatin, and biotin plus and leptin metabolic but one of the most important that I've added to this is their cell defense plus and if you see a drop in these cardiac markers 
it means you fix the underlying reason as to why the body is doing that. So then the person's blood insulin is lower. You can measure that. Fasting blood insulin to RPC blood insulin. And when the blood insulin is lower, you're not also driven by your appetite. You're not as likely to end up with cardiovascular failure like heart failure because your blood vessels aren't being fried. Because when the vessels get fried, they, you go into what we call vessel failure because you don't get a peristaltic wave from your blood vessels in response to the shearing force of your heart. And uh, the heart failure then doesn't happen because your vessels aren't working. Your heart's trying to make up for the pump. So what I'm doing is providing information that if you use nutraceuticals in an artful, scientific way and measure these particular markers, which I can send test kits, I can prove to you I can reduce the complications of your diabetes, your vascular disease, your risk of stroke and heart attack, and the cause for underlying things like arrhythmias, like atrial fibrillation. Okay, so... Contact me if you need help. Dr. Bill Deagle at Hotmail.com. back to the Nutramedical Report, and of course what's amazing is uh, we provide the service, in most cases totally free, you just have to email me, Dr. Bill Deagle, D-R-Bill, D-E-A-G-L-E at hotmail.com, I'll tell you what nutraceuticals to take, if you purchase even one product, and give a time window, I will call you back, uh, get several time windows, because sometimes I'm very busy usually I do the show from uh, 2 to 5 central time 3 to 6 eastern, so the calls are usually after the show and uh, if you email me, I'll try to email you back on the same day or the next by the next day. And I have a bunch more emails to do, but I got a bunch done this morning of people who were urgently calling. Um, by the way, I do answer emails seven days a week. Usually, the only day I take off is I take off. Uh, oh, I have. Uh, looks like I have uh, a question. I'm not sure if he's a, a new one. Uh, Brian in Toronto, go right ahead. Uh, Brian in Toronto, I guess you have a question. Go ahead. So, um, it's Brian. Uh, anyways, um, it just I'm looking at the world politics that's going going on, and I, I have a funny feeling there's a major real estate deal going down for North Korea. It's no, going to no, be well, by, by real estate, you mean buying North Korea, or <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, I think uh, you know, like the Louisiana Purchase and the Purchase of Alaska. You know, there's been big pieces of property change hands before in history, and uh, oh, no, no, nothing surprises me. But you remember, the powers that be are rearranging the deck chairs. Uh, North Korea is just a proxy. I call it the bad dog of China. I mean, well, China, I think I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to be within two or three weeks. We're going to see a deal. Um, okay, I well, no, no, who, who are the dealers though? Uh, what, Mr. What, what, Trump what, what, Mr. and Trump well. China. Okay. North Korea has so much rare earth minerals that are undeveloped. Mr. Putin has already stated that he wanted to run a pipeline down through uh, North Korea into South Korea and then off over to Japan to supply them with natural gas. Uh, there's too much money here in the world for this guy to be sitting on that much land that, you know, when you okay. look at a... a, a, a what source of articles did you uh, did you read, Brian? Well, that um, actually get? I can't remember. There's 
because I read so many, and it was basically a year and a half ago that I was reading about the various pipelines that were going to be coming out, supplying China, that he wanted to supply uh, into Turkey um, a pipeline, which is the south um, through the, was it the Caspian Sea? No. Okay. Well, what what, what well, rarest minerals are, particularly in North Korea? That, well, example, I don't know how many rarest minerals, but I heard uh, I heard a report the other day that had pegged the value between $1 and $2 trillion worth. Okay, we have to know what minerals they are. I'll give you an example. I know about Afghanistan. Did you right. know that the largest amount of lithium on the planet is in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah, and everything is lithium batteries. I mean, recyclable batteries. And the best batteries, by the way, we found a supplier. We had a company that we promoted some years ago here in Genesis that had refurbished uh, the uh, Edison battery, which is a nickel-hydrogen oh, battery. I agree with you 100%, because I was yeah. looking for them for years. No, well, now we've got a supplier. I talked to, actually, uh, to Vince Vanelli, who's on the show. He'll be back on Thursday in the thir- second hour. Okay. And Vince has found a supplier in China, but it, you, know, you have to give them a, you know, a money order, and then they supply it. And, he, and once in a while you get a dead battery, but they're relatively inexpensive. The ideal system for power generation would be what's called solar hydrogen, but the solar hydrogen company in Northern California is not making it for, for, for homes or even small communities. They're making it for kind of big service people. Just like right. my my niece, for example, designed the power system to convert power for backup companies to smooth out the power curve by storing power as compressed air. So you can store four or 500 kilowatts as a compressed air chamber underground. Now, the problem I see is the powers that be don't want people to have private energy generation. They don't want people to have solar uh, hydrogen power generation on islands or in their homes or communities. They want them dependent on the main power grid even though the grid is going to be more and more fragile because we have a number of things. Earth changes, and by the way, it's not just climate change. I get a kick of these idiots that say climate change is occurring because we're going through galactic solar, whether it's interlocked with the Earth. We have gravity waves coming in from this Death Star that's, that's flying in into the outer or, or cloud, and the gravity waves are driving changes in the solar output of, of uh, cosmic rays as well as high-energy ultraviolet light. And the gravity waves are actually releasing ringwoodite to release uh, nascent oxygen and hydrogen to, to release water deep in the mantle of the Earth that drives all earthquakes and volcanoes, according to Dr. Steve Jacobson from Northwest University, are driven by water. So all the volcanoes that you see active, including the seamount off of, uh, of Italy, Mount Vesuvius, the large caldera in Yellowstone that are all driven literally by nascent water in the mantle released by gravity waves, period. Alignment of planets which can cause gravity wave lensing or the passage of a large comet or dwarf star, depending on how far they are and how this one here is a dwarf star, about 20% of the size of the mass of the sun, but the 200 times the magnetic flux field of the sun in deep space with large objects the size of of, uh, Neptune and Uranus orbiting around it. And this uh, dwarf star, of course, to the constellation of uh, NASA, start releasing information after five years of being in mouthballs to upgrade the Atacama large millimeter array. And you can check it out yourself. But the fact is we're moving toward a time where, you know, these projects are very real. The United Nations, ICLE, and the resilient cities plans to have the American population reduced to 65 million by 2025. That's eight years from now. Actually, less than that now. It's seven years from now. Um, because they're going to have 12 super large 5 million population cities with pie, but this is what their plans are how crazy it is but this is what their plans are that all the rural and coastal populations will be gone now I don't know what catastrophic events they plan 
But when you see the superstorm strike in the United States and you see Northern California having giant fires, today, you know how hot it is where I am in North County, San Diego? It's around 100 degrees. This is the fall. It's hotter than a normal summer. And Los Angeles, which is north of us by an hour and a half, it's over 100 degrees. That's not normal. This is right on the coast. No, okay? that's not normal for all of us. Not, not, not normal. Not only that, you have to understand, when you put nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere, you can steer the air as a plasma, and you can trigger off using gravity waves and using uh, Tesla-activated uh, you know, beams. You can actually trigger off fires. Some of these trees burned up there were burned from the inside out. They weren't burned from the outside in. Now, what so about the bat- uh, Some people were saying that, that when they went to look at their houses that there was no bathtub. The bathtubs were gone. Now they could be an acrylic, but you know. Yeah, well, no. What, what, what happened? What happened is that they, they, there's there's a lot of anomalies about these fires. Firstly, there's been a blocking high out in the North Pacific Ocean that basically is blocking the radiation. When I talked to about five years ago, I talked to the scientists for uh, Senator Feinstein and Senator Wyden in Oregon. Uh, these scientists try to be smart alecks with me, but you know, as they say on the show, you can ask me a question in any area of science, medicine, geopolitics, finance, whatever, and I'm going to give you an answer or a framework to find the answer. And people basically are intellectually gutless. They won't ask me a tough question because they know I'm going to provide them an answer or a framework to find the answer. People don't want answers. They okay. don't want de- a deep uh, proposal. So go ahead and ask me a tough question. Well, the I look. Data. I look every day at, at suspicious observers. And that's the site that follows the sun. Okay, so one of my first things I do in the morning, I see what the sun is doing every day. It's just a routine I have, okay? And there was a paper brought down last week that he asked everybody to shop around and get it into the right physicist's hands and the climatologist's hands. And what they were saying is they were monitoring the solar wind and the solar output, okay? Like, not quite flares, but releases. Right. And he says, when you get one of these events, because we've been in a fairly strong solar storm for a little bit during, right. you know, early September, he says six cyclones, which are hurricanes in the Pacific, six cyclones were formed at the same time, three hurricanes were formed up at the same time, right. and they're, what their pretension is, is that they're taking the magnetic field, and the magnetic field has to ground. And it, water is a very poor source to ground to. And he says it likes to ground better on land. So all these got fired up in the exact same time, and they're looking you know, back. Who, who, who's prepared proposing this? Because I can tell you the uh, science this, behind I, it. I'll be honest with you. I, I, if you go to the suspicious observers about okay, well, four days yeah, they, ago, they, 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 they have the paper on so it. That, yeah, that doesn't sound, it sounds like sloppy science. Let me explain. There's five layers to the Van Allen radiation belt. Right. The lowest of two layers are the are the uh, ionospheric layer and the lithospheric layer. What they've done is they've weaponized the uh, ionospheric layer by putting nanoparticle, thorium, strontium, barium, aluminum. And now they can steer storms to the storm cells using harmonic resonators in low-Earth orbit satellites. Not just HARP, but HARP-based systems in near-Earth orbit. And... Yeah, and these lower orbit satellites can steer the storm cells, break them up, bring them, create a pinwheel, a transdimensional pinwheel that can actually pull the storm cells together and steer them around like a joystick. That's what's going on. This is a direct attack against the United States. It's not a, yeah, it's a direct attack, okay? People have to understand that. We could disperse them with what's called plasma positron beams. That's positively charged electrons that will break up the storm cells, but we don't. And the fact that Trump doesn't stop these doesn't indicate he doesn't understand the deep state and what they're doing. That's what's going on. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back to Hour 3 of the Nutramedical Report for Tuesday. It is the 24th of October, and we have Dr. Bob Teal here, one of my uh, spiritual cohorts trying to fight the battle against the powers of darkness. And, of course, he's one of the senior leaders of the Continuing Church of God, that's ccog.org, ccog.org. And, of course, his main publishing website is cogwriter, c-o-g-w-r-i-t-e-r dot com, I think it is, isn't it, dot com? Yes, that, that's correct. So, and then you have a few articles and topics to t- touch on today, and I think we have you on next week as well on a Monday on the third hour because we have some things coming up with the current Pope. And so uh, a number. Have, yeah, next Thursday on the third hour. Oh, Thursday, I mean, Thursday, yeah. yeah Thursday, so sorry. We're already getting people confused on that because in the yeah, next, Thursday. next Thursday yeah. we'll talk about the Reformation and what's right. going on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So today we have a couple topics. Let's get started. What are the two topics we're going to cover today? Well, first thing I want to go over has to do with um, a message that uh, Pope Francis gave yesterday. Ah. And because th- this, this will tie in ultimately with what's going to go on next week. Right. Uh, and in addition to that, I want to go over uh, something some crazy scientists have. Now, as far as when I say crazy scientists, I will, let me make it clear. These are well-respected scientists by the mainstream. 
<laughs> okay. The, the, their, their craziness is basically that they uh, ignore scripture. Uh, the right. So they don't think that's the problem. And they've got an issue with the fact that creation actually exists. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll probably get that. In other words, the scientists are aggravated by the fact that creation exists, and their mathematical and scientific models can't explain it, is what you're saying. That's exactly correct. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, uh-huh. that is exactly the case. They are perplexed that their brilliance, uh, according to their brilliance, is the universe does not exist. And, yeah, yeah. therefore, um, That's funny. they can't conceive that they perhaps are not so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what I, you know what I, I call it the bug theory. You know what the bug theory is? The bug theory is if you're if you're a beetle or a bug and you continue to hit a window pane and you can't get through the window pane with your outside or inside, it's because you don't believe in glass. <laughs> and, and the fact that your belief system doesn't alter reality, the fact right. that creation exists indicates that there's a creator God. The, right. the scientific models of evolution, I call it evil you evolution. Uh, there is no scientific basis for random creation of new life forms. There isn't. Or even punctuated recreation without the hand of God. You're correct. Anyway, we will get to that in a little bit. The first one is a little to do with uh, Pope, uh, comments from, from Pope Francis yesterday. These are reported by Zenit.org. Zenit.org, for your listeners, you're not familiar with it. It's a pro-Vatican uh, news agency. And right. I'm going to tie some of this into the Antichrist. So, if you find that strange. Yeah. First, let me read the part that sounds. Well, let's just let me just read from the Zenit article. This right. is what the Pope said. Yeah, Zenit. Uh, how do you spell that? Zenit. Z e n i t. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. Z e n i t. Dot org. Yeah. And here's uh, what he said in his uh, mass, Catholic mass yesterday morning. An idolatry that kills, rather than engages in human sacrifices. Uh, was, was part of what Pope said. He said to lament rampant consumerism and attachment to money. And uh-huh. then he says, hungry children they don't have many medicines, they don't have education, they are abandoned. He says, this idolatry makes many people die of hunger, repeated Francis. Right. And then he says, we think of just one case. Of the 200,000 Rohingya children in refugee camps, there are 800,000 people there, of which 200,000 are children. They scarcely have anything to eat. They're malnourished without medicines. Lamented uh, Francis, who's going to go to Myanmar uh, about a month from now, and then Bangladesh. And then he says, our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. It also touches my heart that I won't fall into that, that I may be able to see. This is what Pope Francis told everybody to, to pray. Right. And then, uh, then it continues with, Attachment to the God of money also causes war, even within the family, noted the Pope. We all know what happens when inheritance is at stake, family split, and in hatred. And I right. have seen, now that last part is correct, I've seen weird things happen when people have an inheritance at stake. But his bigger point is the fact that he says, uh, Our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. So apparently he believes that somebody who has the ability to help these 800,000 people in Rohingya make sure that 200,000 of the children have food and all that. Well, where's my place of these children, by the way? What's the name of the place, Mason? Uh, Myanmar. Uh, used to be called Burma. Burma, yeah, Myanmar, yeah. yeah. yeah Which Myanmar, basically... Myanmar, yeah. 
yeah, it used to be Burma or Myanmar, which is a place where there's some pretty poor areas. It's actually uh, uh, well, this is this is on the this is on the, bo- the border areas, if I recall correctly. This is a minority, and it's uh, uh, throughout the uh, say the last several decades, uh, there have actually been Church of God people in Myanmar, and they mostly come from the non-Burmese population. And I've I've heard horror stories for years. Okay, now it's actually finally starting to make the national news. But anyway, the Pope says, "Look, uh, there's a big problem here. Those who have money should pray that uh, you know those who have such money should you know pray to God that He will uh, basically have them solve the problem." And it reminded me of a scripture in Revelation 13, verse 11. Now I've quoted this before, and when I read it, you'll know this because you've heard this a zillion times. It says, Then I saw another beast come out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like the dragon. Right. Now, we believe, uh, we, the continuing Church of God, believe this is a reference to the Antichrist. Uh, Now, what has this got to do with this? Well, you know, when people hear the Pope going out and saying, you know, you have to have to deal with this uh, money situation, uh, it sounds good. As a matter of fact, back in February of this year, he did a video uh, related to refugees, and he said, Don't abandon them. Uh, and these who are afflicted, especially the poor, the refugees, and the marginalized. And then he says, we live in towns that build towers, commercial centers, engaged in real estate business, but leave a part of themselves on the margin, on the peripheries. So he's essentially blaming uh, free enterprise uh, business owners for the fact that there are, there are poor people. I think his background is that uh, Pro Francis, though, is a communist. We know that. He's also a Satanist. And he doesn't believe in a personal relationship with God, which is kind of strange because the Vatican has got resources of hundreds of billions of dollars worldwide, but I don't see them dissolving those and paying for food or shelter or whatever or other means of protection for the poor and the destitute. I mean, this is pretty pretty corrupt behavior, isn't it? Well, it's... It's somewhat hypocritical. It's, it's not. I want to make it clear. Okay, I, I, I was raised Roman Catholic, and I'm not going to say that they don't. There, there are no Catholic charities. There's all kinds of Catholic charities, etc. Oh yeah. But, but in terms of attachment to to to, to money, um, I, I'm going to read a response from uh, from Catholic Answers on that later. But I want before I get to it, I want to read some more comments from this particular pope. Right. And he had declared a jubilee year that was supposed to end in November of 2016. All right? And here's something he said about it in February of 2016. He says, if the jubilee does not come out of your pocket, it's not a true jubilee, you understand? Now, get this. He's the one who called for this jubilee. He's from the Vatican, okay? Right. And the Vatican, I've been there. I don't know. Have you ever been there? Bill, I don't know if you've been there or not. No, no, I haven't been there, but I... Yeah, I've been I've been over to Europe though, and I've been to Milano, but not down to Rome. But I can tell you that Italy is a very wealthy place. I mean, when you look at the ancient architecture and stuff, these people are not poor. I mean, the upper echelons of the Vatican and the church and the lands they own and the buildings and whatever is crazy. Well, I've been you know I've been to Vatican City <coughs> seven, eight, nine times. I don't know how many times for sure. Right. Uh, and considering its small population. I want to read something else the Pope said related to the Jubilee thing. I guess I'll wait till we come back on the other side of the break as I hear your music starting to come yeah, out. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been bumped by the bumper, as they say. <laughs> All right, well, we'll quote the Pope and go into some scriptures. 
Yeah, and then, well, as I said, the most important thing is that we present the evidence and we ask better questions. Isn't that amazing? Back in a moment with Dr. Bob Thiel. Cogwriter.com and CCOG.org. So, Dr. Bob, we have a list of things that you were thinking about right before the break. Uh, let's uh, start rolling. All right. Well, I'm going to go through some more things that the, 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 the Pope said. Uh, for your listeners who just came in, uh, the Pope commented that uh, people have a love of money, idolatry. They should be. They should open up their pocketbooks. They should give give more of it because there's hungry people in Myanmar and refugee camps and other places. And I want to read a, another quote from him. It says, if I'm not mistaken, more or less. I'm not certain the figures, but about 80% of humanity's wealth is in the hands of about 20% of the population. And he feels that this stuff should be given there to, to other people. Well, right. if you look at Vatican City, now I have, again, as I said, I've been there eight or ten times. They're really small. There's not that many people there. They definitely have their, uh, they have more than their 80% share for 20% of the population, let me tell you that. Yeah, in other okay. words, uh, in other words, uh, they're called, the, as the old saying is, they're the pot calling the kettle black. How's that? That's, that's, that's one way in order to, to, to look at it. Yes, I would, I would say that was it. Yeah, in other words, and, they're stating the obvious that everybody should give out of their heart to try to help people live less. But for the Vatican to say it's like, it's kind of disingenuous, isn't it? Well, it seems to, especially you know, when he became Pope. Before he was a cardinal, he was a Cardinal Jorge Mario uh, Barroso. And he said, right after he became Pope, within a couple of days, oh, how I would like like a poor church and for the poor. So he, he, he wanted a poor church and he wanted to be for the poor. Okay, that's what he said. And he said, actually then, uh, he said later that the reason he named himself Francis was after Francis Sissy. It was because of his love for the poor. And he says, how many poor people are still in the world and what great suffering they have to endure? Because of the example of uh, Francis de Sissi, the church has, has, to, has taken care of everybody, more or less, even though, but it doesn't happen. But, you know, in the U.S., we've got this expression, put your money where your mouth is. And before going further on that line, I want to read something that I ran across, uh, and that was, this is the question and answer at Ask a Catholic. Okay. Right. It says, I'm wondering why the Catholic Church has such a large amount of wealth as can be seen in the beautiful buildings and costly objects in them when Jesus clearly encourages us to sell all of our possessions, give the poor. Okay, that's the question. Now, here's the answer from askacatholic.com. First of all, because the historical riches it has going back to 33 AD are priceless and preserved for all Christendom. Well, you know, they claim that Peter founded uh, the Church of Rome, even though Catholic scholars actually say that wasn't the case. Right. Peter, in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, when a a poor person looked at him, said, Silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Right. So if the Church of Rome actually has, you know, some document that Peter wrote in 33 A.D. or something, uh, I can understand they wouldn't want to sell that. And I'm not, I don't begrudge 
keeping historical artifacts. I, I, okay, but we're talking more than that. We're, we're talking about things actually kind of gold and silver uh, and with jewels and such. And to say that they are priceless and preserved for all Christendom, uh, you know, Jesus said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Not do the things I say." <laughs> uh, you, well, you just simply don't see it. The, uh, the early Christian church trying to accumulate any wealth. Well, it's not just the wealth; it's the accumulations of the means for wealth. For example, people may not know this, but the earth and the religious systems of the earth are tied to the globalist are tied to the ancient pre-Christian religions and even pre-Israeli religions of the Druids. And the Vatican are plainly not Christian by any means whatsoever. When you look at the hat on the Pope's head, it actually is a fish hat that indicates it's the same God that the ancient Palestinians worship, Dagan. Okay, or let, the, let, me, let me interject there, by the way. Just yeah. this, this, yeah. this is for, for any Catholic listener thinking this is Catholic fashion. I challenge any Catholic who's ever been to St. <clears throat> Peter's Basilica in uh, Vatican City, you'll notice they have statues over there. And forget the idolatry side right now, but you'll notice the early bishops of Rome, claimed bishops of Rome or popes, not one of them has this fish hat you're talking about, all right? Right. Because they didn't adopt this until the 4th century after the time of Emperor Constantine. Right, and, exactly. Which was where the pagans took over the Catholic Church because... Uh, only 10% of the church after Constantine took over were the original, quote, Christians. And they were absorbed, and they even modified the so-called holy days after Constantine, who was a pagan emperor, took over the church. So this fish hat actually incorporated paganism over the Catholic church. So we're not Catholic batching. We want to clean up our act. And the Christians, whether they're originally Catholics or Mormons or whatever, we want them to get rid of their apostasy and get back to the original gospel, which is what the Canadian Church of God is trying to do, is return to the original gospel taught by Jesus that goes back to the original works that were given by God to Moses and the early prophets of the Old Testament, which unfortunately even the, the so-called Jewish religion right now is very apostate after 1,300 years in Babylon. So what we're dealing with is we're saying, Let's clean up our apostasy and return to the gospel. How's that? Yeah, with, 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 for example, like next week, one of the things we'll talk about when I'm on next week is this, uh, the Reformation situation. Now, we think the only way you know, Christian unity should truly happen is that people will actually go back to the original church teachings. As you said, right. teaching the truth about the gospel of the kingdom of God, teaching right. the truth, doctrine, etc. As far as the Jews go, you know, there were problems with the Jewish religion. And the right. reason I mention that is, you know, being raised Catholic, I, I know the basic argument, which is basically, look, you know, for the, the classic, Catholic claim is that the original church, therefore, since they're the original church, they're the faithful one and they're the right ones and she should do what they say. Well, Jesus had the same basic argument with the Jews. They're saying, right. okay, we, we have Moses and we have the Old Testament, okay, and we have the original religion and you talk to, to Catholic scholars, yes, they'll say, yeah, yeah, the Jews had the original religion. But if you read the New Testament, obviously uh, that original religion was tainted. It wasn't oh, yeah. that everything associated with Judaism was wrong. And I'm not going to say everything associated with Roman Catholicism is wrong. Exactly, okay. yeah. yeah, and, yeah exactly, and that's yeah. why Catholics they get along with well and all that. But, right. but the Jews had the problem that they started to rely on uh, traditions and writings that were outside of... And rabbis, the rabbinical writings succeeded. Yeah, the rabbinical writings exceeded the value of the gospel of the Old Testament prophets and apostles and the Pentateuch, etc. 
Yeah. And even the, the commandments. So, the exactly. The traditions and writings exceeded the, the value of the words God gave, gave to his major minor prophets, if you want to call it. So anyway, so getting back to all this kind of stuff and with the financial <clears> side, uh, I believe that if the Pope is serious, that at some point in time he ought to uh, consider that they should sell some of the gold and silver and stuff they have. Again, I'm not telling them, I'm not suggesting, I mean, it's his words. He's the one telling people who have lots and lots of money, who have more than their fair share by his right, definition. But, but, they need to go let, out and give, give it to feed all let, these people let, in Myanmar. They have the money to do this. this well, let, let me insert something here that people will find a little shocking, but it's true. Uh, in 1293, the uh, then Pope kicked off the crown off the King of England because he wanted to indicate to him that his kingdom and all of the subject were actually owned by the Vatican. And people need to understand that the, the Fed Reserve System, which, by the way, we're part of, is still owned and controlled, just like the ancient Jesuits who controlled the financial systems under the Pope and all the kings of Europe. It still controls this financial system. People need to know that. So when they talk about money, they have control of the bankers that control the money as well. Welcome back, and uh, so Dr. Bob, you've got some really interesting stuff to tie this all together. Please continue. All right, well, I want to explain why I think that these calls from uh, the Pope are going to actually uh, tie in with the Antichrist, which Ooh. people think that's bizarre, but let me, let me first, I'm going to read a couple of biblical prophecies, and then I'm actually going to read some Catholic prophecies, by the way. The biblical prophecy would be Revelation 13, verse 16 to 17, it's talking about the Antichrist, causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, receives a mark on the right hand and foreheads that no one might buy or sell unless they've got the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name. Right. And people have heard that. And if you, if you go in Revelation 18, it talks about Babylon the Great, dwelling place of demons, cage for every clean and unclean and hated bird, etc., etc. Well, when you go into Jeremiah, now I'm going to go to the Old Testament. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah 5, starting verse 27, talk about if the cage is full of birds, so, so their houses are full of deceit. They've grown rich, they've grown fat. Uh, the cause, they don't plead the cause, the cause is fatherless, yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, they don't defend. So I'll not punish them for these things. Now, of course, they, well, they're defending them. But they're yeah. not really doing it. Okay? And it says, An astonishing, horrible things have been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And people love to have it so. Right. So what will happen in the end? It's kind of a warning about the end time. Now, I mentioned I was going to read some Catholic prophecies. Now, here's one from a Catholic saint, uh, MacTilda, who died in 1299. Antichrist will, through base and false stratagem, and with presence of gold and gems, attain influence over the worldly princes. They will look up to him as their Lord and God. Well, what will happen if the Vatican decides to, let's say they get rid of a quarter of the wealth that they have there, of gold right. and gems? Well, you know what? They're going to be really popular with the world media. They could become very popular in Africa, Asia, and the uh, poor parts of the world. Or what if the European Union really does start to fall apart financially? The Vatican may just be what they'll need to prop them up because the Vatican has assets, right. tremendous assets. Well, here's another one. 
This is from one of their saints called Ephraim, who died in 375. And he said, this again, these are translations in English by Catholic priests, basically. Okay, Antichrist will use worldly goods as bait. He'll entice many Christians with money and goods to apostatize. The devil will help him find all the hidden treasures of the world, even those in the bottom of the ocean. With those treasures, he'll attain greater success for the reign of Satan than any other time in the past century. Wow. Again, this is from Catholic prophecy. Right. And the last one, I'm going to actually mention a Catholic saint people have actually heard of. The right. other two, maybe they're not familiar with, but this next one, if you were raised Roman Catholic, and even if you weren't, you may have heard of him. Right. This is uh, their saint and doctor of their church called Jerome. Now, Jerome oh, yes, is the yeah, one exactly. that's Latin Vulgate. He's the one that translated the Bible into Latin, okay? And he died around 420. And he said, <clears throat> Antichrist wow. will gain support with many gifts and money. He will sell himself to the devil. Whoa. And, and the Bible says that uh, the, the beast, the other beast, the king of North Beast, is going to accumulate lots of gold and silver and precious stones. You can read about that in Daniel chapter 11, verses 38 and 43. Right. And we also can go in Revelation 17, verse 4, where you hear about a seven-hilled, seven-mountain power that's going to have gold, precious stones, and pearls. Well, I've been, <laughs> been there, and they have those things. And right. so I suspect that what's going to happen is the Pope has been saying this for a long time. People have got to notice this hypocrisy. Okay, I'm not the only one who knows Pope Francis keeps telling people to spend money and give it all to the poor, and he hasn't done it. Okay, he's, he's got control over the Vatican finances and their wealth, and he's been doing it. But if he doesn't do it, let's say the next guy is the final Antichrist, and he certainly may will, will give stuff out. Now, I will comment here. Uh, for those who sound like this is Catholic bashing as well, I have dozens of books on Catholic prophecies, which I have read. And if anybody has read them, they would find out that according to Catholic prophecies, many Catholic writers, saints, prophets, venerable ones, have claimed that the final Antichrist will be a bishop of Rome or a priest of Rome or a cardinal of Rome or something like that. This is not uh, something... Right, yeah. In fact, if you just selectively take only Catholic saints and prophets over the last 2,000 years, you don't even need to go outside to the Catholic ones to actually finger. In fact, remember this uh, bishop from Ireland that went and, and actually Malachi. named the Malachi. Yeah? And Malachi actually named the lineal sequence, and it's so dang accurate, it's like it's, it makes the hair stand on the back of your neck. It's like, uh oh. So he obviously was tapped in somehow spiritually to see this, and right. it would be it would be God would be even speak to people who are inside the Catholic Church because remember there are Christians in the Catholic Church you know God is long suffering, right. there's Christians in the Catholic Church people have to understand even though they're in great apostasy just like there's apostate churches they're, they're have filthy rags on them they're still Christians in those God churches will, God will judge who the Christians who the real Christians are exactly yeah, yeah. but exactly. as far as this goes the reality is you're talking about the Malachi prophecy the, right. Mal the last one essentially says that the last guy is basically the Antichrist and um, I wasn't going to mention it but I have a book called The Last Pope, and we've got uh, Francis on the cover. Now, I don't right. think Francis is going to be the last pope, and I've never said he was. But, but according to Catholic prophecy, that Malachi list, it's supposed well, to be him. Well, let, let, says, let, let me throw something on. I want to get yeah. your response before we sure. forget this. It's really important to understand that 
when you have a convergence of newsletters like Gerald Salente's and Mark Weiss has been predicting all these cycles, mm-hmm. all of these financial experts are saying that next year, 2018, there's going to be a massive financial collapse. Now, if America gets a cold, the rest of the world is going to have a cardiac arrest. So if the Vatican is going to sell off their wealth, next year is going to be the year. Because next year, the world, the world is going to crash like 1929. I don't know when the big crash may come, but I do know that we are, we are setting ourselves up for one. Uh, no, no, I'm telling you, the, it's a series, of, a series of Jenga sticks. The first crash, and crash is, I'm talking about plural, the first big crash is next year before the 2018 midterm elections. And that's, we that's not a... See that. We that's going to happen. All the financial experts are predicting it. And I can tell you, since October 1, I've been having some really ugly dreams. And these are recurring ones from different perspectives. And when the spiritual things, when you're praying, and again, I want Christians out there to pray on this, when you're praying and your, your financial experts are telling you the same thing that the Spirit's telling you, and you look at the Bible prophecy and look at your books about the final pope, you got to say the Pope is saying this because next year when all hell breaks loose, there's going to be all, millions of people are going to starve to death unless the Pope hands over a whole lot of the wealth of the Vatican. And guess what? He's going to get so popular by even dissolving a tenth of its wealth, it's going to be mind-boggling. Did you know that the Pope has a number one? You think Trump has a big tweet audience? He's got like 145 in his tweet and Facebook, whatever. The Vatican, this Pope Francis, is orders of magnitude way more popular than, than Donald Trump or any other world leader. The Pope is the most popular person in modern history right today. Today. He, 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 yeah, I haven't looked up his Q his, rating or whatever. His number numbers are freaking ridiculous. He's got like... No, he, he, he's, certainly, he's certainly popular, although, uh, and you said this to, to me on the break, and I'll just bring it up, and that is there are Catholic cardinals and others who've wondered if this guy is faithful to the Catholic Church and is not... Uh, Oh, they know he isn't. I mean, right. I can tell you, I've been in contact with the Catholics. He, this guy they know is an anti-pope. I mean, uh, give an example, and this is a medical fact. Only one person, woman in ten, with a positive PCR test for Zika virus is going to have a child with a birth defect or die of brain damage or get blindness. But the Pope already gives an absolution that if you have an abortion because they have a PCR positive test, even if the child doesn't have an ultrasound abnormality, you already have an absolution against doing an abortion. That's pretty dang obscene. So you don't have to have an abnormal ultrasound or anything else. Just a PCR test, and the, don't worry, the Vatican's already give you an advanced absolution against the sin of abortion. That well, is a good example of just how bad this guy is. Well, on that, though, this will go back to historical issues. We were in uh, the Netherlands last year for the Feast of Tabernacles, and we had a, what is called a free walking tour, and they were explaining that... Uh, Sailors would get indulgences so they could spend time with prostitutes. So they didn't oh, no. To go, so they didn't have to go to confession on the, when they're running back to their ships. They could do it, do it beforehand. And that's oh, where no. the money oh, no. building churches in Amsterdam years ago. Oh, yeah. And the church wow. got rid of that, but they still do other things, as you indicated, which is not proper. Yeah, and exactly. We'll see what we can cover in the next <laughs> yeah. segment. Amazing. That's really history. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Why? My Christian brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church to kind of interact. I think there's a lot of bishops and cardinals who say they're freaked out. A lot of them don't know what to do next. I mean, they really have a problem with the the literally a bunch of cardinals because you have to understand what's going on in a lot of churches, including a lot of the big mega churches in America. 
is so disgustingly apostate. For example, abortion shouldn't exist in a nation that says 78% of people in the country in America are Christians. They claim that on their voter cards. I'm a Christian. They claim it, but they don't act it. They don't yeah, let, it. let me tell you, when they get to the gate of heaven and they're seeing you know, the old story about St. Peter, no, they don't see St. Peter. But when they get to the gate of heaven and they see Yeshua Jesus, there's a trap door for them not a, not a walk in through the gate. <laughs> and well, of course... It, well, you know that's not how it's going to go. But the rea- yeah, I know. I'm just being sarcastic. Here. Kind of stuff. But the reality yeah. is, your 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 basic point, which is, if the nation was Christian, we would not allow abortion, is 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 correct. Right. But what's amazing to me is God actually sends almost like a judgment. We've got this apostate pseudo religion, Islam, tied down to globalism. And they're more pro-life than most Christians. Sorry, and believe it or not, Catholics are far more pro-life than the average Protestant. People, I found this out the hard way. It was uh, disgusting. More, more pro-life Jesus than Protestants. But yeah, that, yeah. Even though, yeah. Even though you know, some Protestants have allowed abortion throughout history, but that's another matter. But right. anyway, just to wrap up of what we were, our first subject, so we can try to get to the second subject. Yeah, for yeah go ahead. Yeah. Is that basically, look, Pope Francis for years keeps saying, People who have money should spend it. His poor, his church should be poor, and for right. the poor, okay, right. they have the money to solve some of these issues. They haven't done it yet. I suspect if there's a massive economic crisis, whether it's 2018 or 2019 or later, uh, the, the Vatican is going to decide they're going to use their wealth, pledge their wealth, or do something to help to do something, which I think will you know, enable the rise of the final Antichrist, or at least support the final Antichrist. And again, that is consistent with Roman Catholic prophecies. Okay, so that's, and it's also consistent with Scripture. Anyway, the other subject we were going to talk about is kind of a silly one, in a sense, and that is that uh, the current scientists have said that uh, the universe should not exist. And we started to talk about this at the beginning of the segment, and basically, and I'll try to simplify this, and you, 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 you know about this, and that is they say that the way they understand how the universe is put together, now that's the first law. The way they understand, they don't believe Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So, right. <laughs> but the way they understand it, uh, antimatter and matter should have been made at the same time, and therefore there should be basically equal amounts of matter and antimatter. And therefore they would cancel itself out, and it would be all gone. They would annihilate each other, and it shouldn't, should not exist. And, of course... It does exist, you know, the universe does exist, or we wouldn't be here. But uh, there's a, a scripture, and I've read this one before. This is talking about the last times. This is from Second uh, Timothy 3. Uh, I'm going to read verse 7 from the old King James Version of the Bible. Right. It says, they're ever, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I'm certain that these current scientists, this is over in Europe, by the way, these are the same people that have the Large Hadron Collider and all that stuff. I'm believe that they are intelligent people. Uh, they collect data, and they look at data, and they, they know all kinds of stuff about uh, particles that I don't know much even, but I don't know much about. Okay, I'm sure they're brilliant in certain respects. Well, to some extent. I, I've actually changed the term intelligent to intelligent, J-U-N-K. Okay, well, then they do have... Inte- they, and they do they, have they, they're not intelligent, because a real intelligent person realizes if your theory can't explain things, for example... 
None of these scientists can explain matter antimatter. They can't explain the punctuated recreation that the hand of God creates mankind and all the other living things on the planet. And they certainly can't have by spontaneous, uh, you know, mutations to create new oh, life forms. Yeah, life could not possibly just start. Yeah, you know, like a butterfly yeah, with the with the imprintation on its wing of a leaf that happens to sit on the plant. Come on now, really. You know, it, 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 it is the fingerprints of God all over every living thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it's it's so ridiculous that a couple of years ago, and I think you, I may have mentioned this on your show, they were actually trying to claim that life came from Mars or from outer space because there's no way it could have evolved any and started on the Earth. Okay. Well, the problem is that's still true. There was no way their explanation works. It still doesn't work. And you know, it also reminds me of something that Paul wrote Timothy. He said, "Timothy, keep what's committed to your trust." This is from First Timothy six twenty and twenty one. Uh, avoid profane and vain babbling. Vain babbling. Okay, vain means that they're vanity. They don't know what they're talking about. And here's the next part. And oppositions of science falsely so-called. Now, you and I believe in science. But it's right. real science. Okay? Yeah. But when they're trying to tell us that, you know, the universe just popped up, and I'm sure they all this antimatter and got rid of it, and that didn't Oh, work. yeah. Then it's like Stephen Hawking. Who, popped up. It's, yeah, it's like Stephen Hawking who discovered, uh, you know, black holes, but the guy is a moron because he can't explain things. And he makes statements off the cuff just because he happens to have ALS in a wheelchair. He's somehow considered to be brilliant and the final answer to things, and he's not. You know, well, by the way, he said he's wrong on the black holes, by the way. I don't know if you've read that. But you yeah. too, we came out and kind of backed off on that one. Right. But, but, the, but the point, the, the point remains, and that is that uh, they act like they have answers that they don't because it contradicts their view. Now, right. I remember when I took uh, geometry, and they teach you something called proofs. Okay? Right. And the teacher said, okay, to prove something is correct, you've got to go through all this process. But then he said something to effect. Now, to prove something wrong, all you got to do is find one thing wrong with it. What is, the, you know, is, it, is it possible? If it's not possible, it couldn't have happened. Okay? Right. Which means their theory, therefore, that antimatter and matter was created at the same time <clears throat> with equal amounts is obviously false. Because <laughs> there would be well, I, I, I saw a calculation by someone who talked about the spontaneous generation of one cell, of one primitive cell. And the spontaneous generation of one cell would require 10 to the power of, I think, 10,675 times the known universe of 460 quadrillion galaxies to create one cell through 15 trillion years. Well, except it's worse than that. And yeah. you've probably heard me say that. And we're talking about multiples of the actual known universe. But yeah. Okay, let's give yeah. them the cell, okay? Here, right. Here's why we have to give them the cell, because they're going to say there's all these planets and all this kind of stuff. We're going to give them their cell, okay? And I'm going to give them one more thing that would not happen. Right. I'm going to let it be alive, okay, which wouldn't happen without God, but we'll give them that. What will happen? It will die. <laughs> why right. would it die? Because this cell didn't have a nucleus or a brain. It didn't have the DNA to tell it to go and eat. And if it went to eat, guess what it would do? It would die because it didn't know it had to have a digestive system in order to utilize it, so it would die. And then what would happen if all it had all that? It would still die because how would a single cell without God know it needed to reproduce? Why would it care? Okay, if it could even have caring. Okay, so the whole theory. Yeah, in other words, the survival, the survival instinct imprinted even in primitive life forms is what you're saying. It's, 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 the, the, it's not possible that it could. Their idea that there was some warm goo someplace, that somehow this water moving back and forth, this liquid, became, something became alive, and then somehow it accidentally ate, digested things, and learned how to reproduce. 
And then because it did that, uh, well, it was guided I, 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 by some I, instinct to to become better. It's, it's, it's absurd. Oh, it's this fits in. It fits in with also the same Pope pushing the alien gospel, which is that alien life forms recreate us from a lower life form. So that's what that twist they want to do is to say they would believe in a version of alien induced, or, you know, spread. We call it. Uh, uh, remember that theory that was out in the Middle Ages about panspermia. <clears throat> it's a form of uh, Vatican-induced panspermia with aliens already upgrading life forms on our planet by genetic engineering. But if you look at humans, for example, we have a different number of chromosomes, and our chromosomes are, are not central. They're eccentric chromosomes compared to all of the primates. And our chromosome number is different. So if you tried to create a human from, say, a lower life form, you'd kill it. And it certainly wouldn't reproduce or be more complex. We have a tiny fracture of the DNA, a fraction of the DNA, say, of a banana. But humans are more complex. You can't well, explain more complex, that. The scripture makes it clear. For example, um, you know, whales and dolphins have bigger brains than humans, and chimpanzees have similar sized brains, right? Well, the right. Bible says there's a spirit in man, and that spirit gives him understanding. This is a spirit that's not in animals, okay? Right. Uh, but they they ignore that. They're like, oh, we just evolved from this, and therefore, if, if if you take it down to their level, we're all just we're just a different animal, like all the rest of them, and uh, right. there's no purpose, there's no God, there's no anything. It's it's, it's they they've got this atheistic religion, right? Well, which see, leads to death. Right. It doesn't lead to anything. It does it doesn't lead to truth or logic? But they like to say that they're scientists, and those of us who actually believe the word of God and who are scientists are not. Yeah, well, I, I like to use the term that they're not scientists, they're scientistic. They look like scientists, but it's like aspartame. Tastes like sugar, ain't sugar. This isn't science, it is it? It's, it's caused terminal death of your intellect and death of your soul because it gives you a gospel. It's a man-made gospel. It's a, it's a human-created, you know, cybernetic gospel from their the, the dark side. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're going to be back next Thursday. I appreciate your amazing discussion today, Dr. Bob. Yeah, there's some uh, some serious things going on. This month, we're going to have uh, a special on next week, by the way, on the 31st with Jonathan Gray. Also, the same day that the Pope's going to declare the end of the Protestant Reformation. Back tomorrow with Josh Bernstein and Jonathan Gray will be back, too. Your memory, your sleep, a catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.